Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Space Trash. In space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles are the rich and your rightness, and I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine, and things have really escalated since we last met. Indeed, they have. Yeah. At war. Right. It's really uh, scary and depressing. And we talk about we talk about America's Pluto return and Ukraine's Saturn return with Nicole Razzi later on in this episode. Um, so we kind of get into the astrology of it. I also feel conflicted about getting into the astrology of it, whereas Sarah and Nicole make a great argument for why it's, you know, it's just an analytical tool. It literally is just an analytical tool. Our conversation with Nicole is very interesting, and I feel better now about looking at these things through an astrological lens. But before we get into that, since this is a pop culture astrology podcast, I want to talk about some of the non-astrology aspects of what's been going on this past week. I love that idea. Let's talk about it. I'm really interested in the social media response to this conflict and invasion mm-hmm. because I think there has been so many huge news events over the past 10 years as social media has been ramping up more and more and more. There was the the bombings in Paris. There was Petito, which we bring up later. There, that's just a recent one. And and every time one of these things comes up, it feels cataclysmic. And this one actually does feel different. The way that people are reacting, it's. I, I feel like people actually have been a little reluctant to give their hot take on this incredibly depressing and complex situation, right? Yeah. Well, that's why it's like we talk about it a little bit later, but that I think I think that's part of why everybody's focusing so much on like the attractiveness of the different leaders because it's like a way to just not have a hot take but sort of be in the conversation. It's like it's like a light way to just it's like a lightening up of because there really isn't anything to say other than this is fucking scary. Right. Also you keep saying that people are saying Putin is hot. Who are you seeing that's saying Putin is hot? I feel weird. Like maybe I think Putin's hot. You know, I, I guess that's that- a rumor I'm spreading, but I've seen a few people scolding each other on Instagram and Twitter, but not normally as many. Cause I feel like usually whenever there's a disaster or a conflict or something terrible going on, you have the first wave, which is people being like, Wow, I'm so sad for the people who something bad happened to. Then you have the second wave that are like, what about the other people that bad things happened to you? And then you have the third wave that's like, 
the people that bad things happen to also did bad things. And like, it's always this just, and you're like exhausted and you're like, Oh my God. And they're like, stop demonizing murderers. You don't know what they get through. And, uh, and this time I'm not seeing that. It does feel like people are kind of just united in being like, fuck. Well, and I think it's, I think part of that and why this is particularly interesting and why Putin is an interesting character is because he really is sort of leading the way in us getting super clear that a country isn't necessarily the people in the country because this has nothing to do with like Russian people at all. And I think where usually there is like a clear good guy and a bad guy, we can say like, fuck Russia. Like, why are they so power hungry, money hungry? Putin is psychotic, all these things. But we also, it's like, it's like very rarely is there a war where we also feel like nobody was like, oh, but the Nazis, like some of them, there were good people on both sides, right? Like nobody was actually <laughs> like, like, yeah, those dudes, like they're just doing with, you know, there was an anger towards the actual like military and towards the, the people that were participating in this mass genocide. Whereas I think here, even with the Russian army, like the military, like there's a sense of feeling bad for the Russians as well, because like they didn't, this isn't like a, a a unanimous, all the Russians in the, the, the democracy, the Russian democracy voted on, yes, let's be tyrants and take back Russia. It's like, no, nobody wants to be there. It literally is about little boy Putin. Right. And when Hitler came to power, they treated him like he was Justin Bieber mixed with right. like, JFK. They were like, this guy fucking rules. Like, they were joked about him and they were like, yeah, we believe you. And like, it was very clear that people were, you know, like I, I knew someone, I've met a couple German people here who their grandparents were Nazis and like oh, they, yeah. and like they won't admit it, but you just can tell because th- you'll be like, oh, so what was it like for your family during the war? And they just don't say anything, you no, know? It's really interesting. People, Germans get really weird about acknowledging nazi germany at all like they um there's somebody in my family who's dating a a german guy whose father was actually like raised nazi youth and he came to a family event a few weeks ago and we were kind of all like ribbing him about it a little bit like it was sort of like because it was like we're this super jewish family and like there's sort of this interesting dynamic and he's like hello everybody i'm here for the birthday and we're like, oh my god, Hitler Youth is he right. Literally he talks like beer fest. Literally, they talks like he's from he's from Deutschland or whatever. He's from Germany, and you know he's honestly better than Delvey's accent. Okay, and that is like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It, it well, and then the funny thing too is that like there is this like like grave sensitivity. So it was like we all are like, oh whatever, we'll break the ice by just like acknowledging the fact that ha ha, like you were raised by not like, you know by Nazi parents, ha ha, you know, and. My my aunt like pulled us aside and was like, this is fucked up. Like, and she just was going hard on defending, you know, uh, her, her new boyfriend and how brave it is for someone to like leave the Nazi party and like what a, what a strong person his father actually was because he was raised Nazi Hitler youth and then actually chose to move or something. You know what I mean? It's just like, like, and if you say there was also a guy I had a crush on a few years ago who was German and I, I was like, hey, Nazi. And he'd be like, don't you fucking say that. And they get like really fucking upset when you even acknowledge the Holocaust at all. All right. They need to get over it because they f- like. They did it. I mean, right. And even if their ancestors 
were not Nazis and were hiding Jewish people in the attic or whatever. Like, the, you're allowed to make a joke about it. It's words versus genocide. Please. Right. Please. Right. And it's also like, I mean, it's like if we, if, I mean, you are an expat, you're a, an American living overseas. If people start to make fun of whatever atrocities the United States has inflicted upon the world, it's like the least you could do is just be like, ha, oh, yeah, we suck. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, but also all their jokes are really hack about well, it. I mean, they seem that funny over there. That's why we're going to take over London shit. And, <laughs> and like, it's, it's also like, okay, we didn't subjugate the UK ever. Right, 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 right. That's where I'm like, shut the fuck up. You guys colonized almost well, everything country in the world that actually might be the only yeah you're right okay in this case it doesn't really work because it's the uk which is like the one offender perhaps worse than the united states right like one but it's 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 in the same camp for me a white person living in the u.s for example my ancestors did not own slaves they weren't in the country yet but if a black person says to me a, if they rib me for being white yeah. and for being a part of the community that owned slaves, I am going to let that slide and I'm going to fucking laugh if it's funny yes. because like it's no comparison to the action. Words are not actions. That's – yeah. And, yeah, and okay, the least that- we can do I think as white people in general is just take – like absorb it. Like if yeah. we can absorb some of that that residual pain, then I think it is one hundred percent not even worth it. It's our job. Like it is the from human to human the requirement of us to have that compassion for the history of the places where we live and the pla- and you know the people that we inhabit the earth with, and just having that extra sensitivity where we can. I think in all areas it, we should all do it in every way that we can. Like if if there's a way that we can stop like fighting or defending. And actually just allow people to have their feelings and express them. I think it does a great service. You're like, yeah. It's the easiest thing you, you can do. You guys weren't literally saying to that guy that he's a Nazi. You were joking yeah. and it's cathartic to joke about right. stuff like that. You have to yeah. let people have that catharsis because it's literally words. And I feel that way. Like if a guy says something sexist to me and then I can own him back and make someone laugh out of it, it's the fucking best. 100%. And like. And then if that guy sits there and is like, all right, good point, then I'm like, okay, we can be friends now. Right. Even though you said or did something fucked up, the fact that you can take the joke about it, we can, we have a common ground. Yep. And like, you don't need to be like so sensitive about it. But I think the other thing about Putin versus Hitler is he rose to power so slowly. He did it in a way that was like foolproof that Trump also didn't do because Trump was also like Trump was Bieber to a certain segment of the population. Like in the history books, if Trump stayed in office, if Trump gets back into office, they're going to be playing Trump rallies and they're going to be saying, look at how everyone loved him. We are going to be erased from that narrative. And like, we deserve to be if he, if he manages to actually. Absolutely. Right. If he wins again, then we need to, just take all of the shit that that is coming our way because we were here at that time when this completely insane thing happened and whether well and it's it it is i think to the larger point which is that like no we are not uh we are not our countries in total and like the russians are not who is invading the ukraine it is putin and the government that is invading ukraine it's a dictatorship and so that's important but 
I do think that especially when it comes to like, yeah, if we reelect Trump, even if we don't vote for Trump personally, we're a part of the culture that created a culture of Trump. And exactly. And that is, we are, no, we're not responsible for it in, in some total, but everybody is responsible to contributing to the collective consciousness of the place that they live. And if we've come to a point where we actually would vote Trump into office again, then we all need to take a good hard look at really who it is that we're being in the world and why it is that we, you know, it's just every, every decision that needs to be, I think, sort of examined just to make sure that right. we have certain hidden biases, which I'm sure we do that everyone does. Yeah. That have allowed for this to happen again. And we have to go like above and beyond to undo whatever he's doing, you know, but he's also, that's the other thing about Trump is like, he actually, I think has the attention span of a goldfish and yeah, even if he wanted to like annex another country, it's he just like he just wouldn't care long enough to actually pull it off. One hundred percent. He is obviously very dangerous in other ways. The things that happened at the border were horrific. The one thing I want to say is I am loving all of the what talk about social media in this time. All the people that are putting the compilations of Trump complimenting Putin together is delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and awesome. The- I know some stuff is good. And I also think I want to say the last thing to say about Putin is and why the Russians are not Putin and Putin is not the Russians. He has been engaging in information control, propaganda, poisoning and murdering everyone who crosses him. There is no way to overthrow him from inside Russia. He has managed to make that impossible. I hope I'm wrong and I hope it happens. No, but he, right. He actually is a, I mean, I don't know if I said them to you. I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube the other day and I watched like four different BBC, but like different BBC, like cat, like I guess there's channels within the BBC. I watched like four different hour long Putin uh, biographies because I was like, yeah. what is the deal? What is the fucking deal with this guy? And he's an interesting character because he, this was sort of an accident. Like he sort of found himself in this position. And, right. and I, that's the part of it that's really fascinating to me that like we're not talking about someone who, you know, like even for Trump. Even as a boy, he was like, I'll be the good son for daddy and I'll take over the empire someday and I'll be the most powerful rich. I'll show daddy that I'm just like him and better. Right. Whereas like Putin was just like a poor kid who ended up getting a job with the KGB and got hired in the Russian government because of it, because they're like, oh, he's a tough guy. Great. And then I I think for Putin, the interesting thing is like watching the evolution of what happens when you get a taste of power and a taste of money. And I think his whole evolution is watching somebody go oh wait a second i'm i'm in in now how can i exploit this opportunity and he does kendall roy is putin yes and the oldest brother connor roy yeah no kendall roy is trump and the oldest brother is putin because you know if that oldest brother got in he would have figured out how to that's so like, funny. That's such a good point, right? It's like it wasn't necessarily who he was teed up to be, but it, right. He, that's why. That's why the storyline in the last season is like he's running for president. It's like, oh, he wants power, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's so awesome. I love that. And then I like, you know, I guess like the president of Ukraine maybe is like Shiv. No, no. We'll have to work on the analogies. We'll have to work on the yeah. analogies. All right, now 
It's time for astrology time. Nicole Razzi is joining us. She is the co-host of The Moonual, and she is going to help us figure all this shit out. Her Instagram is at n.razzy, R-A-Z-Y. Follow her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's introduce Nicole. Nicole Razzi is here. Yes. Hello. Hello. So Nicole is my co-host partner at the Moonule, of which we are all Moonule mastermind members of. And Nicole, she's, you know, I guess she'll probably introduce herself better than I will, but she's, she's really a mystical beast. She's a sorceress. She's an astrologer. She is a healer. She's a reader. She's a psychic ass bitch who, from the moment I met her, has been stuck on this journey with me, similar to you, Ma. So it's kind of beautiful. Two of my instant soul friends. All right. Here we are. I, I mean, love all it. I, all I do is encrypt. Encrypt the cosmic codes. That's it. That's all she does. Wow. What a great way of putting it. Yeah. She's smart. I am sorry that my intro was so lackluster. I am literally working on three brain cells right now. But I was so, I was saying, we're going to talk, I guess, mostly about the Pluto return, about America's Pluto return, because I, as I alluded to before, was spiraling because I was like, is it inappropriate to talk about Russia on space trash? And then I was like, I don't know, but we're gonna. <laughs> right. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't even want to get into it, but I was like, Nicole, okay, let's just focus on Pluto return of the United States. But like, it is all interconnected. Like, it would be hard now to talk about the Pluto return. We blew it. We should have done the Pluto return episode before the, uh, the, uh, what is it called? When someone marches on a city. The invasion. Invasion of <laughs> Russia because it is all interconnected. Right. But I think it's perfect that we're doing it now because we've been waiting so long for something crazy to happen associated with the Pluto return. And it's very clear that this is insane. Like this really is – I don't think I, – I, I think in the US it's not – like people in the UK are freaking out a little more because it's sort of the same oh. continent. Yeah, yeah. It's the same continent. And, like, it's just the only thing anyone's been talking about for a week. Sure. Yeah, like a straight week, right? And it's like Pluto represents the roots or the id, like they've been talking about in Changing the Gods. And so I think what everyone is trying to do, because if you really look at, like, comments and everyone's media posts, it's all over the place. Everyone has a different perspective or a biased perspective, and it literally is everyone trying to figure out, well, why is this really happening right now? What is the actual root? What's the cause? What's the reason? What do people want? And of course, like Putin wants one thing, Ukraine wants something else. Yeah. And I mean, we can put it down to like power and money, which is always the case. America's always getting blamed or just looked at as bad guy continuously. And that's definitely a part of America's return, right? Because it's like, well, what's America's part in this? And why? And what are they trying to get out of this scenario too? It's hard to understand. It's not easy to understand, really. It's also hard to know what America should do, because part of that bad guy reputation, it's sort of interesting, because it's a two pronged thing. Part of it is being like neo-colonialist and like building military empires all over the world. And the other part is a lot of Europe still holds against us the fact that it took us until 19. 19- 
41 to join World War II, which is kind of what's going on right now with Ukraine. Like you, but at least we're not alone. The rest of Europe is also sort of like, oh, not yet, guys, you know? So it's, it's like, yeah, I guess we do have a chance to learn from that World War II thing. But if we were going to do what we did, if we were going to take a different path than we did in World War II, we would be joining right now and the world would end. No, I think that it's interesting too, because like a lot of the, astrologers who I follow and have been covering this like Molly just to make you feel better side note everybody that is an astrologer is talking like astrology YouTube is all Putin all Ukraine all Russia especially because aside from it being the Pluto return of the United States it's the Saturn return of the Ukraine literally no yes so this is actually a master class in these sort of um outer planet energies and it's hard to ignore because it's so blatant i mean it's really it's really interesting and then the other thing is you know i love the asteroids so when you plug in the 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 sort of russia ukraine united states like vladimir <laughs> like literally uh biden there's asteroids for everything the way that it fits into the charts is it would be crazy not to just take a look at because it's so like it's like we are living you want to talk about like is astrology real it's like well it's not real or not real but it is a mirror it is absolutely a cosmic mirror and what's going on in the cosmos is always reflected down here on earth and it's just like it's too it's like paint by numbers almost and it's pushing us to analyze things and think about them and that i think is good but i have a question what who's older the Biden asteroid or Biden himself? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Well, I think they're both about a thousand years old, so it's the yeah. same. I think it's the same. Well, so the, the the asteroid that they've been using for um, Biden, there's an asteroid Bida, which you know, languages, languages, you know, it's all connected. So even though this isn't like, there actually is like an AOC asteroid. She like won it in something, but like. Biden asteroid. There's no N on the end, so it's 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 a sort of they're using it as the asteroid. You know, if it doesn't fit, we'll take it out. But I think it does fit. And side note, the whole socialist just like takes an asteroid that no one was willing to give. No, I'm just kidding. I know. Spread the love, right? It's almost his name. That's the asteroid. But um, but it's. I mean, there is. I'm sure that there's a Nicole, Molly, and Sarah asteroid, which we could look at in our charts too. It'd be kind of interesting to see where it falls. But um, I will say that all the astrologers that I follow that are covering this, like, like, oh, remember I told you about like, there's this woman I love, the forensic astrologer. She does like crime scene investigation and she does like finding missing persons and stuff. And she did a thing yesterday that I watched where it was basically asking that question, like, should the United States intervene? And she was saying based on the astrology, looking at it like a crime scene, like, absolutely not they should not intervene because um just the way that it was laid out in the chart but also just saying that like this is not at the mo- like even though ukraine and russia at the moment are not at the moment there are different countries i mean they're they're no longer the same space it is sort of like a family issue like it's sort of like there is this parent child <clears throat> there's like this parent child dynamic happening it's almost like when should the school intervene you know what i mean it's like there's like a kid at home who's like a problem child or or really a problem parent and the kid is whatever whatever way you want to look at it but it's almost like at what point does a teacher say hey timmy has bruises on his arm or whatever I, I, yeah, I but too heavy but you know what i mean but i don't think we're the teacher though well we're not really the teacher but we are the 
we are the world power. I but we're not but we're not the world power. Like China's more powerful than us and right, Russia. But they're assholes. Yeah, but like <laughs> I guess we're assholes too. And then people in the EU think that the EU is the world power, you know? It's it's just yeah, every it's so funny. Everyone has their own like they they center it around themselves. And I don't think Ukraine and Russia are necessarily parent child. I think it's more like fra- like it, they're calling it a fratricidal war because it's more like siblings. Obviously Russia's bigger. At the end of the day, Earth is Earth. And like, this is really highlighting all of the issues that we have on planet Earth as human beings at the moment, which is that we're also caught up in like, who owns what land. And, you know, at the end of the day, what is Putin interested in? Owning the land and owning the oil and maintaining power over where they have this natural resource that is really expensive. It all comes down to money and ownership. And it's no different than anything else, which is like, yeah, if we were to really try to figure out which came first, the, the, the land or the, you know, the land or the country or whatever, it's like at the end of the day, we don't own anything no matter what. Yeah, but I think it's important that people have self-determination and that you listen to them when they – like if if Texas or – because Texas and California are always like somewhat talking about uh, seceding. Yeah. And if they did, we wouldn't be like, that's our child. We would be like, they used to be part of us and now they're gone. Well, that's an interesting way to think about it. You know, we would be like, oh, huh. yeah, they – they're, they're, I think it is more like sibling esque because the, the, the one that goes away, it's like how I feel about Casey. It's like, you know, I used to be like sort of not in charge of her, but I had to watch her. I had to like make sure she was good. And now it's like, yeah, if she gets really drunk, I'm going to fall back in that role. <laughs> For the most part, she's doing good. She's an adult now. Like she's Ukraine and I'm Russia. And my parents are the, planets i don't know (laughs) i guess your parents would be the former ussr no i don't think so i think the former ussr is me and casey as kids having a symbiotic relationship right 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 that's like four okay okay so yeah your parents would be the planet i mean there's no i mean earth is earth Yeah, my parents are Earth. Nicole, you have a lot of siblings. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's not parent child because Russia didn't birth Ukraine, right? It it didn't just like how the U.S. didn't birth really the U.S. I mean, California or Texas. So yeah, we can't really say it's a parent, although they try to act like one. But siblings do that too, right? The older siblings try to act like a parent, and then it's like, no, you're really not. And it's it's about giving people sovereignty. And then it's like all. All that I'm getting really is, okay, you got a Saturn return going on over there. You got a Pluto return going on over here. If we mix those two malefic returns together, it sounds horrible. It does. A little bit like Just war. A little bit war big war energy, I would say. Right. Yeah. For for people who don't remember, Anna Delvey's going through her Saturn return, who we talked about last week. Can you believe well, that actually, was only a week ago? To be clear, her Saturn return just finished. She's Casey's going through a Saturn return. Anna Delvey's oh. Saturn return is on the so Anna Delvey's North Node and Saturn return are at twenty seven Capricorn. Okay, she had so her Saturn yeah, return while she was being arrested. 
So I guess the thing about the Saturn return is, did Ukraine, what happened when Ukraine was last going through a Saturn return? What an interesting question. Well, Ukraine, well, I don't, Sino, we could, I could show the charts and I can mute myself too because there's a little noise here, but do you want to, which chart do you want me to start with? Let me show you the charts because it's, Ukraine hasn't had a Saturn return before this. Yeah, yeah. This is their first Saturn yeah. return. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's like 30. a young country. Okay. Yeah, right. So it's finally now sitting within the consequences of it trying to be an adult, trying yeah. to be sovereign, trying to figure it out. And then like Saturn return is different than Pluto because Saturn return is about the responsibility. Sometimes it's not that much of a breakdown. It's just a buildup. But it's like, here, you have to figure this out, this out, this out. Oh, you want to play like a big boy now? So now you're at war with us. Now you have to figure it out. What are you going to do? Right. And it's like being left alone to just figure it out. Like, okay. okay, this is really interesting. And I never thought of this before that to do astrology for a country, you really are wedded to its political life. Yes. And not the cultures of people that are in it. Like, if you because Ukraine, like we said, is has always been there. It's always been people there. They've they always had like a loosely a defined culture. Like they have the sunflower as the symbol. They have those traditional uh, flower headpieces and traditional outfits. They didn't make those up in 1991. You know, I thought so that like, was like like Midsommar, Norway. They they do <laughs> sunflowers in Ukraine. Yeah, it's a very fertile place. It's really? like. Yeah, they can, they have a lot of agriculture there. And I think that's a, another part of the reason why Russia wants it. But I think it really is more to do with him just being a psychopath. Like, it's not really rhyme or reason. And they're going to do Moldova next. Like, the, the president of Belarus accidentally showed um, these people are like cartoon villains. It's so scary that they're in charge of stuff. They are the president villains. Of, yeah, the president of Belarus accidentally showed a poster that shows arrows going into Moldova. So like they're going to do all these other ones. Like they're doing they're they're going to keep going. It's literally going to be like World War II with Hitler taking over like Poland and Austria and, you know. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see what plays out and especially because also the astrology for the rest of the year. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like from now until April we were it's a war and then there's some kind of a like pull back in the summer and then there's like a revisit like I just feel like it's going to be very up and down all year and it's going to be very unclear as to not only what to do but also I mean it is interesting too if we think about it in terms of just like okay Ukraine and the Saturn return the other piece of it is really just you know the whole question with the Saturn return is like oh you think you know who you are oh you think you oh you think you're you think you're an adult oh you think that you can handle and it's like here we go. Like actually everything that about who they thought they were is being challenged. We have a president who is like, you know, I guess he's really stepping up and, you know, I was very proud that he was a Jewish stand-up comedian before I also found out he was like not letting black people into refugee camps. So it's a little bit like, ah, he was, well, the Ukrainian government. What? Like, did they have like a policy? Nicole. This is Nicole's arena. She's sending me the memes. Basically, from what I understand, at the at the Polish border, there were soldiers oh. there waiting, and they were letting white Ukrainians come oh, through. Right. That also proceeds so long ago, right before even the birth right. of Ukraine. 
right? Yeah. So that's an even older problem that is now just happening. And I think it's just being highlighted there now. Once again, it's that responsibility thing of like, oh, you have all this stuff going on, but you're going to have to think about this stuff too, because you guys are still oppressing a whole set of yeah. people. And now there's like students from all of these different countries trapped. And then you're looking at the different countries and what they're doing for their people. And some of them ain't doing anything like india for example who like didn't even care about their people in ukraine so it's there's a lot well i mean and there's yeah. so much because like i have Volodymyr Zelensky, our jewish hero our jewish stand-up comedian do you know that he started his career he was a stand-up comedian and then he wrote a show where he was the com like comedy he was the president of the ukraine yeah. and then he became the president of the ukraine i just love a little visualization for the morning but it's like even his chart like i'm looking at his chart right now He's going through not only a Saturn opposition, but his moon is also in Leo. In, and all of that's in the 12th house. I mean, it's just crazy because when I pull up all of these charts, I mean, I have the chart of, of the United States, Ukraine, Russia, uh, Joe, Pudi, Voldemar, all the <laughs> their names are, every single chart. The astrology is unbelievably like made like they are made for this moment and even though i think one of the things about astrology that i don't know if this is helpful or unhelpful but one of the things that i really find comforting about it is like even when we find ourselves in these horrendous violent really scary global situations there's a there's a certain perfection to it not to say that i would wish this upon no you can't you can't say but there is. I mean, it's like every astrologer was saying, we are walking into war. Every single one. It's funny. It's like, yeah, but so was every journalist and every politician and every person with a pulse. You well, know? Then we shouldn't like, be, I guess it, then it's like, then it's like, we shouldn't be that surprised. But I don't know. I don't feel like it's every person with a pulse. I feel like when I said to people this time last year, well, I don't know, 2022 looks like a big year of war. Everyone was like, no. Well, we've been having like all the Russia stuff with Trump and everything like and people have been saying for a really long time things are building to this. I mean, I think it's completely obvious, predictable. Like I'm shocked that anyone's shocked. Um, but I also just think I find comfort in the fact that like, I mean, if we look at the history of our planet, you know, which is what we've been doing in the changing of the gods, it's it's I mean, destruction and, you know, war is a part of our history, not because it's like an outlier, but because it's, I mean, if we talk about what is Pluto, it's war. And what is Saturn? It's holding your own during a war. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree that it is always kind of going on. It's kind of insane that there hasn't really been any war in Europe that was, you know, countries invading other countries since World War II. That's a really, really unusual thing for you to go for any any area to go through like 60 years of no war at all right. an area that big but i do think you ask an interesting question so like i have the chart of the us up if I, i'm going to show you real quick we start with the us so it's like benign i'm also trying to figure out like why does it make me feel when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Like, to think about this in terms of astrology. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think, okay, so this is this is the chart of the United States. Oh, wow. It's red and blue. <laughs> red, white, and blue. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and I also think that is an interesting question. I mean, because we, we come on this a lot where it's like, and as, as an astrologer, the first thing I do is when I notice like any type of world event, I'm like, oh, I'm interested to see how it maps. And you're always like, no, it's tasteless. It's tacky. We're not doing it. And it is, I don't think there's a right or a wrong at all. And I know, also, I agree. Yeah. Nicole, for your um, comedy sake, this is truly a Capricorn sun v Capricorn moon uh, <laughs> conversation, right? Because it's like Molly doesn't want to look t- like, t- you know, Capricorn sun wants to do things right by the public and wants to be in good taste more than anything. And Capricorn moon is like, I need to know what the fuck's going on so that from within we can actually like be a part of the conversation in a really like public facing way. So it's, it's beautiful. It's all an astrology class at the end of the day on the space trash podcast. I also think because it's sort of a fun little side hobby for me, it feels like right. if I were to do a podcast about real housewives of Moscow and give them all characters, you know what I mean? Like that's because that's just what section of my brain is, is astrology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, makes- more and more, I think you're finding that it's becoming part of more and more part of your just regular thoughts. So you you just wait. It's like being in a foreign country learning astrology because like for a while there, you're like, okay, I'm in the French cafe and I don't know what the fuck's going on. But then all of a sudden you realize like when someone says, oh, je, je, con, 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 you go, oh my God, he's asking for her number. And you go, damn, I get it now. I speak the language, right? So I think it is like learning slowly a foreign language. Seek me in. Nicole, let's leave in a second. So, but we'll just begin here because it is where we're comfortable. And Nicole, if you have any thoughts about any of this, I am curious, like where is the line between what is appropriate to like analyze astrologically what isn't? And then, yeah, any thoughts? I don't know if there's a line. Like, honestly, I think it's just when you're trying to find these answers, it's like people are don't want to find the answers by going this extra mile. Although, other people will be like, well, why not? Let's exhaust all options and let's just do it anyway, right? But it also feels like very scrutinized to that point where it's like we're overloading everyone's brain while looking at the astrology and let's figure it out. Because kind of like how even with Changing of the Gods you're talking about, there are these like archetypal understandings. We do know that this is going down. And yes, we did already know that this was going to happen beforehand. There was, you know, if we were denying it, it's that dissonance again. It's that like, I don't, I want to deny this because I don't want to think about that right now because I want to just be where I'm at, which there's nothing wrong with. And we, when we get so deep, cause like as an astrologer, I don't like to look at my personal relationships in astrology all the time. It's, it is an overload. It's too, it's too much because we can get so analytical that I'm now basing moves off of this versus the listening to my own intuition, actually looking at the world and saying, okay, this is what's going on. Well, what's actually morally right here versus, you know, how, what should America do 
et cetera, et cetera. And nobody really has those answers. If it was that simple, astrology would have already, or astrologers would have been, you know, running shit a long well, time ago. Molly brings up a good point, though, which is, I, I just took me a minute to like process, just thinking what you just said helped me understand where it's like, right, for Molly, because she is not an astrologer, she is a student of the craft and it's a hobby. It feels like I and I think that's an issue with astrology in general, that like it feels like entertainment. It feels trivial. Right. It feels like a fun side thing that isn't really real versus, you know, people who are, you know, it's like it's like the crime scene investigation lady. I love her. And I always wonder because she's solving motherfucking case. It's real. Like she's using where they're finding bodies and, and doing event charts and able to find she call, I, I told you this, Molly. She figured out where Petito, she said Petito is dead and this is where she is long before they found her because of the charts. So that makes me feel like I have brain worms. I can't, that is so insane. Crazy. It actually is so insane. And that's where I don't think it's tacky or tasteless to use the cosmic arts in more serious conversation because it's actually a tool that can it's interesting actually in our last night's episode of changing of the gods one of the things that they were talking about is like when the human brain does try to figure things out on its own or build societies work or whatever there's a lot of like clogging up of the of the systems right because everybody's ego is involved and everyone's brains are involved and there's like issues between others and then everything gets complicated but the way that they solve problems or one of the ways that like even city planners will solve problems is like they were talking about slime and slime actually was is a mindless sentient being but slime needs food like everything does it eats oatmeal who knew slime what are you talking about yeah what is what is slime? i just think of it as like slime like gack from nickelodeon slime? like the stuff that northwest plays with <laughs> no it's like mold it's like mold basically like the fungi, fungi. it's kind of like a fungi um and they use it to map out like they'll have a a map of the U.S., right? They'll have, like, all the nations there. And then they put these specific port points. And then the mold will literally map out how to get from one to the next better than we can with our brain. So they'll use that as a way to solve road and traffic issues, right? So because it's it's mapping it out better than we can. It's showing the actual roots of where we should put things. So like they, you know, they're basically using that. But I mean, the point of that too is like to show that everything has its role, including astrology. Astrology has its, has its role. And if you, if you are really versed in the language you can get so hyper focused like the crime investigator you know and and figure some things out now where do we use that versus other things i think that's the whole point we can't we can't just solely use that right we're using the fungi for this and then we're using other people to go in and actually look at the land now and see can we make this road though right maybe there's some other obstacles and etc to figure it out um and yeah i think we're in such a disarray that there's a lot of people asking astrologers on the regular basis like well what is going on in in ukraine and russia and like so many questions so many and the only scary part about it is knowing that like just like putin and everyone else can be you know exploiting things for their own cause well you're gonna have astrologers exploiting astrology for their own cause right now like yeah i have the answer let's look at this and then it's like no but that's only one answer from one person right because we have so many different minds and perspectives even when we're looking at astrology so right it is interpretive in and of itself anyway but to me it's not even 
about that was very wise, Nicole. Also, I just want to say, very, very great, dude. She's wise as hell. She's saving my ass over here on the Astro scene. Let me tell you. But <laughs> I think that um, I think that for me, what's interesting is is less trying to figure out what to do or how to do it. And I guess I I, I guess for me, I find peace in just seeing things being mirrored. I, I said it before, but it's like the mirroring ha- makes me ma- very Gemini rising uh, comfort food. Right. But to me, the mirroring helps because it just helps me to understand that nothing's random. It's, and there's order in the chaos. There, there's order in the chaos. And it doesn't mean that it's not chaotic and that it's not painful and that it's not something that we wish that we could, you know, work around. But it's not that like there's perfection in war and death, et cetera. I don't mean that. But but I do think that when we can see that what's going on is natural to whatever degree, it's it's helpful to me. And like, for example, this is the chart of the United States, right? So this is the Pluto return of the United States. That means that 250-ish, 248, whatever years ago, when the Declaration of Independence was signed, the planet Pluto was sitting here at 27 degrees Capricorn in the second house, which re- represents, you know, resources, finances, stability, things that we can generate, right? And really what we own, what is ours. It's also very closely conjunct, even though it's an out of sign conjunction with the south node uh, mm-hmm. in Aquarius, where it also has mm-hmm. its Pallas Athena and the moon. So while Saturn in the sky right now is in Aquarius, the Pluto return is happening in Capricorn. And so this really is a zoom out moment for the, you know, this is a conversation about, if we're even just starting it with the uh, the USA chart, uh, Pluto return, this is about resources. And this is about um, the exploitation of resources and how power, um, how power hungry uh, the country has gotten when it comes to, you know, because at the end of the day, too, even if you think about like the United States as a signing this Declaration of Independence, which was like fake, and ultimately it was just stealing power from South Node in Aquarius land that wasn't theirs. It was basically assigning a new a new set of rules to this land that they stole. And because the moon is in Aquarius, there's this element of no offense, Nicole. Nicole's Aquarius moon, but but she's not heartless necessarily because it's zero degrees. She's a baby Aquarius moon. But but either way, it's Aquarius moons tend to be like a little zoomed out. Like they're not gonna the, the Aquarius moon isn't gonna be like, but 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 the indigenous people of this land. It's gonna be like, okay. well, that's business. Second house south node in Aquarius with the moon Aquarius. Well, that's business. Here's my question. This is circling back a little bit, but so if you wanted to do the chart of a Native American tribe, how would you do that? Well, we would need dates. Okay. Okay. So then, all right. And I guess, and that's where it becomes very complicated too, because in terms of time and the way that we, that we label time and the way that we, it's like, even the other yeah. day, I was listening to a podcast last night on ancient hermeticism. Don't ask me why, but they were talking about the birth of ancient hermeticism and they were trying to, they were, I felt so stupid because they were talking about how like, well, actually this was coming to fruition around the, you know, year four CE. And I'm like, what is CE? Like, I don't, when we think about the, the calendar and the time, when they, when they're throwing out like, you know, initials at the end of numbers, oh. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. That's just woke BC. <laughs> Wait. 
Okay. They call it BCE now before the Christian era instead of before Christ. Oh. And it's like, okay, oh. but come on. It's we know we know what it is. It's be, do we really need to add a syllable? That's it's hilarious, actually. I know. That we actually got so woke that we had to add Christian era. Like, right. well, like as if everybody was like, well, it wasn't, Christ wasn't the only one there, you know. It's like, right. So it's like, funny. just give them the W, give the Christians the W. They took over the calendar since that time. Right. It's like, like we started calling like the United States of America, like, like, you know, Caucasian era or whatever, like, you know, like, like settler era, like just on, that's a bad example, but like, do you know what I mean? It's like, to, like, like to go back and rename something like, you know, um, post-colonial America. It's like if every time we said USA, it was like PC USA. <laughs> it really is. We are in PC USA if I've ever seen it. But but you know, it's interesting because I think that this the Saturn return of Ukraine happening while this is going on and there's this war happening and it's for for the United States that falls in the second house as well. You know, Ukraine's Saturn and the Saturn in the sky. So it really is asking us to go like well, wait a second. What do you, it's like, I think the larger question here overall that the United States Pluto return chart is asking is like, what do you mean by resources? And like, what do you mean by your resources? And because I mean, even here in the, in the United States chart, the North node is in the eighth house in Leo. So there's sort of this element of like, on the birthday of the United States, the purpose of this chart was to like go deeper and, and sort of, uh, like blend with others to use their resources and find a way to like at the highest degree of Leo to me is like finding that common ground and from a really loving place, like connecting in unity and story and expression. Whereas the downside of it is like eighth house, North node and Saturn. It looks like or eighth house, North node and Leo. It looks like an abuse of power. It looks like somebody just basically taking advantage of others. And yeah, it's also in the secret, a secret of, of power. It's like right. let South Node, because the thing that separates it with the Aquarius Moon is like, okay, there's no emotions here, but South Node, there is like we're going to use what we know how to do best, which is play as a team. In the beginning, we're going to play as a team, make these deals, right? You are a resource as a person, as a whatever you have, whatever understanding, knowledge you have, and we're going to take it, and we're secretly going to just be mapping out our kingdom and mapping out our empire, I- and then create a house which is what happened and then this is kind of interesting because check out the son of the united states Wait, does nicole have to go oh nicole you yeah maybe like five minutes just okay 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 she just fucking loves it we can we can resume another time too where we lose we lose we can come because nicole is a helpful uh third voice in this because she will not offend the same way that i will but um <laughs> but it's interesting right because it's like we have like in cancer here we have like you know russia is is exactly on the jupiter of the united states then we have russia the sun ukraine and and mercury so there are all of these sort of elements of you know seventh house is partnership committed partnership we also have the mars in gemini right on the descendant so really the whole question with the united states in general is like who are who are our partners and who are our prey? And that really is sort of the whole conversation. We have the Saturn of the United States in the 10th house in Libra. So it's basically like, oh, you think you're there like building bridges with the natives and like, oh, you want to act like you're just like this world healing power and like you're the world power and you help everyone to intervene. And it's like, okay, Saturn and Saturn in uh in Libra in the 10th house, like 
But are you like, do, is that your role? Like we, we've assumed the United States has assumed the role of like protector of the globe when really it's not, it's, it's just as power hungry and soulless and heartless as, as anyone. But if we didn't, then Russia or China would. That's the whole thing. They are. Yeah. And we're the only, like the fact that we have this ridiculous military budget that prevents us from having healthcare and schools that actually teach and, you know, everything that we actually need. It is probably going to, if anything's going to save the world, it's going to be that. That's what sucks about it. And that's what drives me insane because I'm like, we wouldn't, why can't we all be Switzerland? Because then we would just all be Russia or China. Like you have to have some sort of defense and it sucks. And it's, and it, it results in aggression that we don't need to do. Like we have this military industrial complex just in case. And so we find things. It's like, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything's going to look like a nail. And that's what our military is. And now finally it's going to be useful if, if, if shit pops off, which I think it is going to, but I don't know. It's yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because if you think about like Saturn's place in a chart, it's almost like there is a you know, we have the the Mercury's in cancer in the eighth house. So it is about like keeping like, you know, keeping secrets about what we actually have and what not necessarily saying everything that we mean in a cancer attempt to keep yourself safe. Right. And because the Saturn is in the 10th house in Libra, it's almost like, like if, if, if this chart was differently timed or if Saturn was in a different house, we might, like, let's say Saturn was in the sixth house in Libra. We might care more about like building roads and, and filling schools with new books and water and giving everyone healthcare because it's in the 10th house of, um, you know, the public and, and, you know, the globe, the world at large in Libra, we have made this I, it's almost like a style choice to be like, look, yeah, what you're saying, like we have to be that world power. So we do need money for eighth house defense budgeting stuff because low key, we plan on also using our power to get what we need too. And the Saturn in the 10th house means that we have a responsibility to creating more unity around the world, which is arguable as to whether or not we actually do that. But that is, I think, at its best, the the promise of this country I don't know if it's if it's true. I mean, I don't know if it, if we're living it correctly. I mean, right now Saturn in the sky is trying our Saturn. So there is this sort of sense of what are we going to do? Who are we meant to be for the collective? Who are we supposed to be for the world community? What is the most Libran approach to uh entering or not entering any kind of a world conflict? These are like the questions that the chart asks you know yeah that's very interesting now nicole while you only have five minutes and you may have to come back we may have to just resume been five minutes, <laughs> no, been five minutes. Well, sarah you're the only per- <laughs> i i love it you're the only person with worse time management than me on the entire planet well, like, i'm partner with pisces for this very reason <laughs> it helped me to not get everyone mad at me no, the only thing I will pause for is like a sec, like a, a client or something. But then I'll, I'm like the first one here to be like, hang on, pushing it. We have to talk more about Britney. Like, can you do an hour? Can we push an hour? Can we push an hour? We're talking about Britney Murphy's death. LOL. But anyway, um, 
I don't even think we used that episode. I think it was all too heavy. But um, Nicole, yeah, if you have to go, feel free. And I will plug you and tell everybody where to find you at the end, LOL. But if not, if you, because we have so many charts, like, like I've been dying to show Molly Putin's chart because if I, can I say this, Molly, you can cut it if you need to, but Molly's sort of, Molly's attracted to Putin. I'm not attracted to Putin. <laughs> Is she your type? No. You love bald guys who work out. Yeah. Well, okay. You can tell. No, don't tell the now they're gonna guess who the other one is. <laughs> now you just tell Nicole. You put it in the chat and do her other not crush. <laughs> Very funny. Are you talking about Okay, I'm not talking about Yes. <laughs> I'm not attracted to Putin. I can guarantee you that. And also, don't you find it really interesting how angry people are getting on Twitter at other people who are objectifying Zelensky? Oh, well, I mean, there's so much objectification of these two leaders going on. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the saving graces of the, of this wartime. And, and so many people are like, look at yourself. How could you possibly tweet that Zelensky's hot? And it's like, not tweeting that Zelensky's hot isn't going to get Russia out of Ukraine. Fucking tweet it. Who cares? Right. Right. Well, and it's also like, look, at the end of the day, if and when somebody is like, reading his charts you know reading the charts or not the charts reading the tweets back then any good tweets today i think it might like really help him sleep at night to be like all right you know what at the, on a basic level they think i'm hot yeah <laughs> i feel like yeah. during a wartime if you could just give me a couple of hot a hot a few hot points to make me feel like yeah okay at the end of the day <laughs> i look good out here that would give me a lot of juice right also i think there's something really interesting going on with that that we are attracted to people who are defending the homestead. That is hot. Like yeah. if you showed everyone a picture of that before and you were like, if him before and you were like, he's a comic, everyone would be like, ugh. <laughs> and then you give him a machine gun and he's like fighting for a just cause. And it's like, oh my God, like have my babies. There's That's interesting. We need to talk about that. I Instead of just telling people not to, to, not to objectify him. Right. It's like, what about him are you actually most attracted to Let's get, let's dig in. And it's like, yeah, the fact that he would make a good dad, it's kind of everything. Yeah. Could just be the fact that we're in our thirties now. So we're like, wait a second. Is he reliable? Does he have money? Is he good to the kids? Will he defend the homestead? And it's like, okay, check. Knock me up. Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to. Yeah. You can't can't fight city hall. (laughs) Sorry, Nicole, what were you going to say? When it comes to war and military, though, and, like, having a military base and fighting for your cause, that's really what it is, especially when you look at, like, the woman energy with men, right? It's like we want military because – or we just want to be able to protect ourselves, right? We always yeah. draw the line when it's, like, we're actually now just really hurting people because we just want something else from them, right? And mm-hmm. it's like if we're using it as defense, then, yeah, it is hot. Like, it is yeah. what it is what we're actually trying to prop up because really in reality, that's where all of this weaponry and ideas around, you know, violence really kind of come from of really just defense. That's, that's why we're, how we have wired in our brains. Well, and right. it's funny because Nicole and I were talking um, the other day about like, what is the role of the divine masculine? And it's like, I don't think that the Christian era, we'll say the era, era, the Christian era, I don't think actually, I think there was so much overcompensation for like how important a man was in the eyes of God 
because I think that the Jesus story in and of itself is pretty disempowering for men because it's like, fuck, if we don't even need you for sperm, we literally don't need you. And I think it's caused a lot of like very deep psychological like programming problems in the divine masculine paradigm like for the last 2022 years or whatever and i think what we're saying is an answer to it like nicole and i we were talking like well what is the point of the divine what what should we lead them into as divine feminine what do we need from them and like ultimately what we need is structure and protection um i love what you're saying also jesus was such a soy boy that had to bother <laughs> him be nice to everyone <laughs> your girlfriend can be a prostitute and not like a pick me girl Come on. That's really not alpha male. I love that. And I'm going to say yeah. now the most fucked up thing on this whole podcast. I'm going to do yeah. a 180. Oh my God. And Molly, this is why the Pisces are so fun to fuck with. Yeah, because I was literally freaking out when I was texting you. I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? This is so inappropriate. But I'm like, okay. Well, I have about eight charts that actually, if you were comfortable with, we could analyze for filth. I know I'm being, I'm just, I really need to chill, but okay. Here's what I'm going to say that proves that we love it. So I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Remember when the Taliban was taking back over Afghanistan a few months ago? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Those photos that were coming out, like low key, some of those guys in a vacuum could get it. 100%. <laughs> the right, those badass dudes. Yes, and they were they had beautiful bone structure yeah. and they were like hot. And also, I don't know why they joined the Taliban. Maybe they were like forced at gunpoint to join it and now they're just hot as hell and they all had the drip. Like they all were dressed amazing. Like they were like low key kind of hot. And I did see a few souls who were brave enough to tweet about it and i wish i could remember who they were because i you know i actually think again to my point about Zelensky, i think it's probably really deeply healing for those taliban you know um rebels to you know it's like at the end of the day if you're putting your shit out there even if it's like maybe bad or like warmongering or violent or whatever i do think it's it soothes the soul to know that people find you attractive you know, all right. And we all just want to feel like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, the minute that those Taliban guys really find love online, maybe they'll chill out a little. Right. And I'm not saying Osama bin Laden was hot because he wasn't. It's like the Sarah's like the the thing is the guy. I love a layer. Joined, I love a bunker. I love a, a little cave house. <laughs> he did know how to work a layer. He was like the Sienna Miller of Afghanistan. He was. Yeah, I mean, but you know. I think the guys who are at the you know, the lower level of any cause are going to be, especially like a, a malicious force are going to be disaffected people who had no other option. And like, it's not like these Taliban guys were like, you know what, I'm either going to be a coder or join the Taliban. Oh, it was, you know what I mean? Like they probably really felt like, cause their divine masculine was taken away for the, from them at some point, either by the forces of what's around them or by someone saying you have to join this insurgency no matter what. And I'm going to kill you if you don't, you know? So it's not really, if like the guys on the ground are not the ones necessarily. No, they're not making, to be, they're, they're following the rules. Right. Well, and I also think that's where it becomes really interesting to look at the, 
the the charts of like not only countries but of you know like like i would love to look at the chart of the the formation of the taliban like and it's not because it is or is not like judgmental or tacky or whatever but i just think to uh, to to create some understanding. Like when we look at the chart of the United States, there is something helpful about knowing that this chart was erected. Also, I don't know if you guys can hear me. My service, it keeps getting blinking that I have bad service or something, but I know it keeps doing that, but your service okay, is totally fine. Me. It's, it's so weird. Wait, so if you were going to try, if you had all the documentation available in order to do this, when does it become the Taliban? Does it become, is the moment of birth that is the chart? Is it the day they, they have a whiteboard and they're scribbling names and they're like, uh, Schmalish man, no, not as good. Uh, Cockabland, no. Taliban. <laughs> like, is that the day that, that, that you do the chart? I think we should or go back to Cockabland. Or is it the day that the first two guys meet each other and they're like, yo, I kind of love the idea of, like not letting little girls go to school. Oh my God, me too. Like, is that the moment that you do the birth of the Taliban? That is a you great know? question. I'll Nicole, what do you think? I don't know. There gotta be a day where they the same thing with the with the constitution. There gotta be a day where they decided, like, okay, we're we're this is our cause, this is what we're starting. I don't think it starts with the first person, because that's just a person, but when it becomes an organization, because that's like really what you're looking at. Like it's the whole organization. So maybe it is that they figured out this is what we're going to, this is what we're called. This is what our, whatever our values or however did their first meeting. I don't know. I don't even know if they have that information. So it needs to be notarized yeah. in some way. Well, it needs the rubber stamp, which is funny because astrology is so ephemeral and spiritual. And you guys are telling me it's rubber stamp. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me, let me put it in a different way that might make more sense or not more sense. No offense to call it. That made no fucking sense. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> no, here's what I think, right? So when we look at a natal chart, when we look at a birth chart, what we are looking at is the moment that this new soul emerges out of the body of the mother and gains consciousness, right? So I feel like when you're at that planning phase of like, hey, should we just should we just make a Taliban and ruin women's lives and like take over the country, et cetera? That is all in the, that's like when you, that's when your parents are fucking, that's when there's a, that's when there's gestation happening. You could look at the charts for that, but until there's like, a, I, I always think of the chart of something being the consciousness mm. of it. So the minute that it's like, okay, it's official, Taliban started, that's when it's like a conscious entity that's recognizable to the public. And that's when I would do the chart from, but, but to be fair, you could look back on. So like, for example, I was, I was just feeling really creative. Oh, I think it's because Nicole posted something that's like, what's the chart of your business? What's the Insta, what's the chart of your business's Instagram, whatever. So I started looking back at my documents because I was like, what is the chart of shining armor productions? I think the, it, you know, and so I started looking back at all the uh, documents and then it was funny because I was actually thinking the same thing because there's different dates of certain. So like there was the day that I officially like, launched the website. Then there was the day that I officially like got, you know, went to the bank and had it, you know, had my LLC created. Then there was the day months later when I finally finished that paperwork where I had the, you know, so, so there where I got tax information. So there's, there's like a progression of it. And what is interesting is if you look at each different chart for each of those phases, the chart matches the end. Like, so there is the one of like, okay, this is the chart of, this is just beginning. Okay. This is the chart of the actual business, like legal business entity. And, and it does carry different energies. It's all part of one story, one timeline. You know, it's interesting too, because when we're thinking about the chart of Russia, for example, there's a lot of different versions of the Russian 
you know, the, the Russia's got a lot of phases. A couple of Pluto returns under the Russia's belt, right? Ultimately- Russia's got a lot of phases is the <laughs> most hilarious understatement. So funny. Merch? Like, merch? Well, we could do our our first book is going to be learn mm-hmm. astrology with the royals. Our next book is going to be Russia's got a lot of phases. Okay, Nicole <laughs> has to go. Nicole, thank you so 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 much for joining us. Yes. You really like we're such a good bridge between me being the earth sign who does not want to venture <laughs> away from earth and Sarah being whatever her whatever she really is, is water air yeah molly's Mo- i'm i'm water sun moon it doesn't matter at the end of the day we have more air molly has air in her chart but she's a she's a mars in the eighth house in scorpio and then her venus is in the 12th house in aquarius so sometimes she needs a little we gotta give her we gotta breathe life into the density of the chart which i think is good because okay. if i had more air i would be probably evil Possible, yeah, I would, yeah, definitely. That's the difference, probably, between me and Kelly and Conway because we share the same big three. But Nicole, thank you so, so much. And if you want to resume this conversation, we can either do it on our pod with the because I think we have to keep talking about this shit. We're not done. We love. Yeah, I think you guys should do an IG live or something that really, really deep dives, or like a Patreon thing, or like charge people for a, or like maybe the next Moonual. You should just do this because it is really, really interesting. Yeah, like there's so much to dig into. Like we keep putting it off too because it's like when you look at i mean it's it's not it's like every chart fits in perfectly to the conversation that we're in and it's fascinating nicole we will let you go everybody get a reading with nicole i will put the i'll give my the link to put in the bio she's truly phenomenal come to the moon every two weeks uh on zoom it's virtual now that's why we can all be there and there's really cheap readings available in the ticket link so if you sign up in advance you will be rewarded with options um and otherwise uh talk to you soon nicole everybody oh follow nicole on instagram at n.razzy she's um leading a fabulous retreat to tulum uh at the end of the month and i would highly recommend what yeah it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool it's gonna be five days during the spring equinox so right in the full moon in pisces and then it starts the brand new year we're gonna be doing a lot so it is gonna be pretty dope and there's still room Putin, hold off on Mexico for at least a month. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah, I hope so. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.